When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Cooncastus for Eiffel TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. Bit of a rocky road here because we're in the back of a car. I'm joined by a very alert-looking Tony Bellew. All right, mate? Hi, Cooks. Okay, mate? All good. I'm going to try and not get this mic too close to your mouth. Yeah, keep that uh, away from my mouth. Nothing goes into my mouth, mate, uh, besides food. And that's it. Fair enough. Are you okay, first of all? I'm surviving, mate. I can't complain. Uh, life could be worse, couldn't it? But uh, yeah, man, it's just, it is what it is. Ready to go to work and looking forward to uh, getting to this weigh-in to see the champ address the media and the public once again. Can't wait. In your opinion, yeah. how much pressure is on NC Joshua not just to win tomorrow, but to look good? Mm. There'll be no more pressure put on him by the media and the amount of pressure he'll put on himself. He'll just want to put his hard work to use. He's worked extremely hard. He's been out in Dallas under the tutelage of Derek James, his new coach, and uh, he'll want to show the fruits of his labour. He'll want to show the improvements he's made. He'll want to show a different side to him on Saturday night. And I'm hoping Jermaine Franklin is still around after a couple of rounds for him to show them improvement, to show them improvements, but let's be totally honest, if he goes in there and smokes them in two rounds, then you don't get paid for overtime in the heavyweight division. Uh, it is what it is. Quite a few people have uh, picked up on comments that Joshua's made this week when asked if he isn't to win this fight, whether he'd retire. He's come out and said that he would. When I asked him why he said that, he said because that's the answer that they're looking for. What do you think about that? Once again, that's what he does. He, he gives people the answers that they want. Uh, in no other sport, in any other combat sport, is it over when you've when you've had a loss? I mean, why does this constantly get thrown at you? Uh, I don't know. It's just you need to learn to appreciate fighters and appreciate what they generate and what they can do. You're telling me if some unbeknown reason... Anthony Joshua loses tomorrow, you're still telling me that you don't want to see Anthony Joshua versus Tyson Fury. Really. Regardless of what happens tomorrow. So, people have got very short memories. People have got crazy thoughts in their mind. But, listen, when it comes to Joshua, I just want to please and appease everyone. Uh, but you can't, it's impossible. And, and you know, he, he's learning that the hard way, you know. The man who is everyone's cup of tea is basically a mug. You've got to just stand up for what you believe in and stick to what, what's true to you. And I think he's done that throughout his career. I just want to see him go in there tomorrow and do what he does best, which is knock people out. Once again, uh, Eddie Hearn has made comments saying that if um, Joshua comes through Saturday night, he wants to sit around the table with Frank Warren, George Warren, etc., to try and get this fight done next for Anthony Joshua, which is what he said before, but he said it again this week. Of course, Eddie does, because that's the biggest fight possible in the country, uh, by a considerable amount. So, of course, Eddie wants to get it done.
Eddie's a promoter and he, he promotes big fights and, and there, as I've just said, said there, there is no bigger fight than AJV Fury in, in British boxing and probably potentially in world boxing. It's just the, the, the huge and size and magnitude of the event. Uh, it's funny, in it, that he offered AJ 60-40 and offered Alexander Usyk 70-30. It's absolutely insane. <laughs> but, you know, one brings three belts, but now one brings absolutely nothing. But I get it, one brings a huge commercial market value to the table. But listen, it doesn't matter what my opinion is. It doesn't matter what anyone's opinion is, really. All that matters is tomorrow night when Josh gets in the ring. Let's see what happens. Uh, I think you'll see a man who's taken his activity and his work rate to another level. I think that's what you'll see. I think you'll see an output that you haven't seen before. Uh, Just uh, picking this back up. What have you made of the collapse of the Fury and Usyk fight, which is going back and forth for quite some time? A lot of social media negotiations. Never helps, but it's good to see people venting the frustrations of why. Basically, the boys bent over backwards and agreed to every demand that's been asked of them, Cougs. So I don't see what the hold-up is. For someone who's just a middleweight, who you're going to spark? Why does there even need to be a rematch clause for such a middleweight who's absolutely terrible? And you're going to take all the belts and become the first unified undisputed heavyweight champion since the great Lennox Lewis. Why do you need to have... Why are you even bothered? Just, do you really want it? it is it all about the money or is it all about becoming the actual best and, and cementing your legacy and error? Because if what I'm being told is all correct... Now, he's obviously financially secure. He's obviously a very rich man. Where is the... What is the goal? Is the goal to do something that no one's done since Lennox Lewis? I, I don't know. Is it the goal to prove you are the best? I don't know. But it obviously is for Alexander Usyk because he ain't interested in money. He took an absolute joke of a cut when it comes to the 70-30. A man's got three out of four belts in the division. He's travelled the whole globe and beat everyone on their patch. And yet he agrees to a, a shorter end of the stick and he agrees to your date, he agrees to your venue, and still this does not go on. I don't know. And people will say, oh, it's Bellew again, he's biased, and he's he's the matchroom boy, and he's AJ's fanboy and all that. I don't really give a shit. I'd tell you the exact same to anyone's face or whatever have you. I'm not really asked. So, it is what it is. From the outside looking in, it's not a good look for boxing. When a man bends and, and takes what you're throwing him, and he ac actually accepts it, what else can conclusions can be made, Cooks? And this, bear in mind, this is a man who goes to everybody's backyard. This is a guy who's always been there and, and is the best. You know, the pound for pound number one fight in the world right now. So we're in a situation now where that... Uh, bear in mind also, I do think... Right now, Tyson Fury is the best heavyweight in the world, by the way. I'm not saying he's not, because he is. But at the same time, you're not carrying yourself as the best heavyweight in the world. And that's what must be stressed upon here. You are the best heavyweight in the world. You are the premier fighter in the heavyweight division in the world. But you are not carrying yourself and doing the things that the best heavyweight in the world should be doing. By You should have all four of them belts if you are the best heavyweight in the world. There should be no messing around with that. And... Let me just tell you from personal experience, Igus Kleinus, 
Alexander Usyk, Alex Krasnik, or Krasnik, whatever the, how you pronounce his name. They, they are the easiest people in the world to deal with. I know, because I've dealt with them. So, and I could have been really difficult, and they would have bent to the map, but I didn't. I just, once he called my name, I wanted to fight, and he had all the belts, and we just made the fight. It was really simple. AJ had a mandatory defence in Alexander Usyk. He just made the fight, not once, but twice. Why is it so hard for everyone to make a fight with Tyson Fury? What, what does each fighter do now? As that fight looks... Well, it's definitely unlikely not happening for uh, April 29th, wherever mm -hmm. it happens. No, we're assuming that nothing's happening on April 29th now. But I'm just... An arena, what a waste of a date. And a beautiful arena. Uh, I don't know, Kooks. That, that's not really my business. I'm not really interested in, in what they do. I don't pay much attention, as you know, by the social media stuff anymore. I'll switch on to something when people tell me. I do my job. I'm good at my job. I know the fighters. I study the boxing, the cards that we're on, the fights that we know. And that's what I do, to be honest. Uh, I don't know what they do. As when it comes to Alexander Usyk... I'm not going to lie, mate, he has to tread very carefully in this division. Because as I've said before, and I'll say it again, the only thing that beats that boy is size. And there's some big, big dudes in the heavyweight division. You know, I've heard the story about the Wilder fight being closer. That's a dangerous fight, mate. Don't get me wrong, he will make an absolute fool of Deontay Wilder for about eight, nine rounds. But that boy just needs one. Especially when you're a cruiserweight, he needs one. Uh, don't get me wrong, <laughs> I speak to my experience and say it's hard to find that one against him, but crazy shit happens and you wouldn't write him off. Uh, well, Tony, what do you think about the prospect of Daniel Dubois facing Alexander Usyk? Not a chance. He schools Dubois. He schools Dubois. So if you're Daniel Dubois, that opportunity arises, which it could do. Do you not take that opportunity if you're Dubois? Of course you do, and you take that opportunity to lose three belts. But the kid is still learning the game. You see, he's bored and he's wet behind the ears. I mean, what was that guy's name, the guy we fought last time? I did see that. What was his name where he's that way? Where Dubois was, that, was he down or was he, he was really hurt or he was down? I think he was down in the first round. Kevin Lorena. Kevin Lorena, and he fought. I watched that, I did see it. And uh, if Kevin Lorena would have just shown a bit of ass. He'd have, had, he'd have got rid of him. He really would have. There's no, and there's no question in that, I'm sorry to tell you. They're just a cold, hard, brutal facts. But Kevin Lorena just fell apart. I, I have no idea why. Uh, because he went out. I'm sure it was the first round where he had him all over the place, or the second round. But then the next round, he came out and basically just stood there and looked at him for three minutes. I've never seen it before. I, I was amazed. I could not believe what I was seeing. Alexander Usyk isn't this big devastating puncher, but I'll tell you something, mate, he will pop you and make you think twice. He's extremely accurate. He's got the best feet you will ever see. And his angles and, and, and distribution are, are, is just unbelievable. He's a, he's, a, he's a class act, mate, he really is. And he also needs to clean up, you fuckface, of you, uh, Bellew fighter, about this, I've had this video thrown to me how many times Bellew fight, fighters fight twice a year, and that's it. But just to inform you, smart ass, did you look that at That was ages ago. I don't care, I've had so much stick, because I very, really look at me, but when I did, I've had this video thrown me loads of times, and Darren Till, the fucking asshole, was sending me saying, Tony's done you here. 
and I was laughing. So, if you look back at my career, I fight for the Cruiserweight Championship of the World on May the 29th, 2016. I then defend it in October. I then fight David Hay in the March. Can no one do the match there? That's a man trying to have four fights a year, not two, in a calendar year. David gets injured again, and then it's off. But that's just to let you know. So do the match, you smart-ass gobshite. You're messaging me on social media non-stop. Fight every six months. Fight every six months. Have two fights a year. That's every six months. I fucking know what two fights a year is. And I know how often six months comes around. But I'm telling you, I didn't used to want to fight like that. And fighters should fight more often. Fighters in championship fights don't have to fight every six months. Canelo Alvarez is a perfect example of that. They also missed that part off the, off the bit that they snapped up. So brilliant fighters and top fighters should be fighting three times a year minimum, in my opinion. There is, there is what, 52 weeks in a year. Most fighters do 12 weeks in camp. That times three is 36 have two weeks off after each fight and go again. That leads to 42, if I'm correct, with the breaks in the camp. My maths is really good, thankfully for me. But 42 weeks a year, do whatever you want with the other 10 weeks. I don't care, but fighters need to fight more often. Uh, two fights a year is not good enough for anyone, in my opinion. And I don't care how big you are or what kind of things you want to make out now. Uh, I don't really give a shit, just look at it. And actually, thinking back before that title fight, Cougs, I fought in December against Masternach, May against December against Masternach, May against Macabu, October against was what was it November against BJ Flores, and then Hay in the March. So four fights and don't know the fucking time scale now. It doesn't matter. Take your fucking mic back. Okay, so what we got from that is still two fights in a calendar year, yeah? In a calendar year. In a calendar year, you just listed one fight from December, which counts as that year, two in the following year, and then one after that in March. No, a calendar 12 months would be December, May, October. Three fights, you dumb shit. Because it didn't go October to October, so you you punchy bastard. Who took the punch here, Cougs? Me or you? Get that big okay, 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 okay. I, I used to try and fight as often as I possibly could. All fights should be the same. There is no there is no need to fight every six months. It's just not good for a fighter's career. I just don't believe that. So Whatever. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Bell used chatting shit again, but who cares? Okay, final one before I let you get on with the rest of your car journey, even though we're stuck here for another hour. Um, what have you made of a potential situation that we're going to see Conor Ben and Chris Eubank fighting the UAE on June the 3rd? Has this been confirmed yet? Hasn't been confirmed, but. Is that Buckingham Palace? No, can't be. Yeah. So, so are they fighting Ardy? There is strong suggestion that that fight will take place. June the third. Yep. Saudi Arabia. Um, or Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi. Oh, okay. June the third. Where am I going to be? June the third. There's my phone. 
Uh, okay, well, that's a big fight. I mean, regardless of what everyone thinks, it's an absolute monster of a fight. Oh yeah, okay, I haven't got that in my diary. Uh, it's huge. It's huge. I'm, I'm with them. Craziest. Oh, excuse me, sorry. With the craziness that's gone on, I'm not gonna lie. It's just made it even bigger because now it is really personal. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure you'll, uh, you won't probably get a good face off this time between them two. <laughs> you'll probably get blows thrown at the first face off because this has just got really personal with the stuff that has come out and the stuff that people are telling me, bloody blackmail and things like that. I, I, I was pretty stern with, with how people know how I look at drug cheats and stuff like that. They should all be banned for life. Anyone failing drug tests for performance enhancing drugs should be banned for life. And I'll stand by to this day. Uh, do I believe Conor Ben was taking performance enhancing drugs? Absolutely not, no. Uh, why do I think that? Because he's got tests either side of them failed ones to show that there's no rise in his levels or whatever, but I don't know kooks. I'm not the best. What I do know is, is who the fuck takes fertility drugs because the last I knew, Junior was a movie and it never really happened. Uh, and men can't have babies. So, But I don't know about the tangibles of what this does or what that does. I haven't got a fucking clue, to be honest. Uh, but I'll tell you something now. The only way you're going to get rid of, of performance enhancing drug cheats and they've had two opportunities, the boxing board, to make a stern example. One was with Larry Olimbamu, and the other one was with uh, Jarrell Miller. Boxing boards, commissions, governing bodies, they had a, a job to do with them two fighters alone, and the job that they should have done at that stage was just ban the both of them for life. And I'm telling you, this stops. This stops. I don't know everything that's in Connor's document, but I'm telling you now, mate, I'd bet my my ass, my whole existence on that kid not taking drugs. And people go, oh, why? Because he's your mate. And I was just because you, you know someone. I've known the kid since he first came over here, to be honest. But, uh, yeah, it's just not in their nature. It's just not their way, you know what I mean? But I don't know. Some people will say, oh, Bell, you saying that because of how he finds him and stuff like that. No, I just think... Cheats are from a certain kind of place, a certain German. I don't know. There's so many tangibles that, I'm, that need taken into account, but I don't think for the minute that the kids cheated. No. Well, what do you think about the bold? No, but I was gonna. That wasn't gonna be my question. My question was gonna be, what do you think about the bold, reportedly uh, contacting commissions wherever? Applicable in order to try and not. What do you think of the what are the board? Well, the, the board apparently or reportedly are uh, speaking speaking to commissions in order for this fight not to take place. Obviously, bearing in mind Chris Eubank is licensed by the board. Chris um, Connor Ben is not, but Chris Eubank would have to seek permission this is the same from the board. That walked in my dressing room and put me under financial duress and made me sign a check for ten thousand pound before I could walk to a ring and have a fight. So yeah, that's the same board. Uh, the same board that that uh, don't look after fighters the way they should. Uh, the same board that just don't 
we 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 pay the board we create the board without the money that we generate i generated as a fighter to get the board there would not be no board and the people who they care about last is the fighters which is sad uh, they should be more bothered about making sure every fighter gets paid making sure fighters don't get ripped off they should be willing to sanction the correct people at the correct times and look after fighters protect them uh, but I just don't feel they do and then now the situation with Connor I, I haven't got a clue Cooks. I have not got a clue uh, I, I don't think they've got any uh, what's the word I'm looking for they've got no place it delegating to other boards what they think they should do because of what they're doing uh, I don't know so I haven't got a clue mate I don't know it's not really my place Cooks, to be honest Okay. Um, well, listen. I appreciate your time in this car, and what we just spoke over the last ten minutes. But I'll probably make for a shit interview. But I'm sure some titter will click on it and uh, and watch it, and then and then have me to uh, answer to the questions I've said. But ask me something decent, Cooks. I don't think there's been anything relevant there at all. Everything that anyone would want to listen to that we don't know that you know. Let's ask someone neutral. What did you think of that interview? Ten out of ten. Perfect, absolutely perfect. A couple of There's some gems in there, aren't there? A couple of legal letters in the post and all that good stuff, but nothing he's not had before, do you know? So uh, it should be fine. It should be okay. Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? I don't even know why people have watched, to be honest, but they obviously do watch for some unbeknown reason to me. Ask us a proper question, Cougs. Ask us about a fight and who you think wins or how they win or... You know what? You know what I've seen today? Oh, I'm breakfast. I've seen Devin Haney and Lomachenko squared up and face off. It's a big size difference there. Massive size difference. He's a big boy, that Devin Haney. Uh -huh. And the only thing that beats Lomachenko, like I've said before, is size. But he's just gone up too, in too many weights. Mm. Uh, I think that's probably the only reason he lost. Good fight. Who do you think wins that um, tank Ryan? I can't look back to Javonta Davis. You don't think he's not going to land? And the boy's just a brutal finisher. He's going to land. Ryan Garcia is, is lightning fast, believe you me. He is rapid, but he is going to get tagged. How many pay-per-views do you think it does? I was speaking to someone the other day and I was saying, Jake Paul, Tommy Fury did 750. 750,000 pay-per-view buys. Do you think Tank Ryan does that? No. You don't think he does that? No. Purely because the profiles aren't big enough. What? Well, okay, well, you'll go off, off what? Instagram? On social media, yeah. anyone who's on Instagram, social media, they have access to things that they shouldn't have access to, and they get to watch the fight in ways they shouldn't be watching. Good shot. But you, you would have said the same thing about Jake Paul's fans, wouldn't you? No, because that crossed over because of the name Fury. Oh, okay. That crossed over to the TV. That crossed over to the general person in the street talking. Who in the in the generally in the street knows Javante Davis and, and Ryan Garcia? Over here. Nobody. Are they better? See, I don't know. In no. America, I I'm, think people, I think a lot. Because I love, I love Javonta Davis. I mean, but Tank sells out. I think he's a monster. Sells out. When he does I, his thing in Atlanta, he sells out. I think he is the biggest punching fighter in the lighter division since Nassim Ahmed. I have not seen a fighter with that kind of power since Ahmed. Mm. That boy takes people out and just, he's a killer. See, these are the things I like to talk about. Uh, and Garcia is, is lightning quick. But I'm not sure his IQ is the best. I'm not sure his actual boxing brain mm. is as good as it should be. Like when you've got that kind of speed, 
you do not need to engage with anyone. Like, you don't need to get hit. He is that quick. What is it? A bit I make on? Is that what you're saying? Well, if you in terms get, of IQ. If you ever look at someone and want to see, okay, the perfect performance from a fighter with speed and look at how to use it, watch the fight between Amir Khan and Andreas Kotelnik. Because Kotelnik is a brilliantly schooled amateur with quality pedigree, but he couldn't lay a glove on Amir. And the reason for that is because Amir used the speed to negate and, and dictate the angles and the distance between the two of them. And you just can't get close. When Amir is able to do that, and like I said, it's one of the most perfect displays I've seen in the boxing ring. Another one is Floyd Mayweather against Arturo Gatti, but that's a different ball game. But for, for someone like Amir, it's just... It was. I think that was literally the best display of his career. That one, or, Ooh, may, or, may, or maybe Louis Colazzo. Yeah, it was a bit the way he touched him the body shots yeah. he got him with. Yeah. Uh, that was a good one. I think the Devon Alexander yeah. was a brilliant victory. Amir, Amir is very underrated. Was a brilliant fighter. Won everything as an approach with an amateur style. That's didn't didn't need to change style. The only fighter I've seen ever do that before was Richie Woodall. One of one stayed stayed to his stuck to his game, stuck to his plans, which was an amateur based around it and, and just good feet, long straight shots, in and out. They're, them two fighters they're proven you can do it with an amateur style. A little bit of a boxing trivia question here. When Amir Khan fought Devin Alexander, who won a world title on the same night? I'm trying to think who in the same fight card? Nope. Or just on the same anywhere around the world, same way, some somebody quite notable to us won a world title. David Hay Value with. Notable to us. Carl Frampton. No, he's well before. Same country, different card. In America. I can only think of same country. Oh wait a minute. Carl Froch. Wow, this is a good trivia one, isn't it? <laughs> same country. Uh, your class in Scotland is the same. I'm classing U UK and yeah. surrounding. Ricky Burns. Oh, UK and surrounding. Then it's going to be. Immediately surrounding. That's going to be Irish then, isn't it? Who, what, Katie? No, Katie wasn't fighting around there, was it? Andy Lee. Andy Lee beat Matt Korobov on the same night. Go on, Coogan. That's a good one, Coogs. Yeah, that's a good one. It wasn't on the same bill, though, was it? No, no, it wasn't on the same bill. There were two two different bills, but they were on the, the same night. Carnfort Alexander, yeah. Kobrov was an outstanding amateur, amateur talent. Kobrov was incredible. Kobrov was brilliant. Yes, because the year Chunky won the Olympics in Beijing, two thousand and eight, Kobrov was was the main man for it. And the guy, the, the if I'm writing it, I think it was a Russian who beat, or it was Kobrov. You, is Kobrov Russian or Ukrainian? Russian. Russian. Kobrov bashed up Usyk as, yes. as an amateur. Like, bashed him up. Okay, guys, thank you very much for your time. Tony, um, yeah, enjoy your weekend here in London. Have you got anything else you'd like to add before we finish? Yeah, hopefully Everton do them, uh, them Tottenham clowns on Monday night. Oh, please, please, please. So, yeah, that's about it, really, Cooks. And wishing Josh the best of luck. Uh, yeah, and please, whoever's listening and watching me up top, get me back to this stupid game called golf, please. I'm begging, I'm praying. Just give me something. Addy, best of luck to your team tomorrow as well. I'll be yeah. a Liverpool fan for a good 
one hour and 45 minutes. Yeah, we'll do them, the Etihad. No Haaland, I've been hearing. No Haaland, no Foden. If we can't do them without Haaland and Foden, then that's it, then, isn't it? Uh, We're rubbish. Who are you going to bring on? <laughs> what I'm saying? Who's going to play then? Grealish? Probably Grealish. Well, we'll, do, we'll, we'll handle Grealish. We'll handle Grealish. Grealish. Who else is going to come on? Uh, can I give my AJ prediction? Yeah, you can do it in literally. We've got 30 seconds to run out. Oh, perfect. Um, 30 seconds. AJ gets rid of him. Five. 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 I'm going for the first three. First three? Okay. Right, before I smash yeah. this camera up, Addy, Tony Bellew, thank you very much. Have a wonderful day here in London. We're out. Sports Social Podcast Network.